Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. We're missing the whale man once again for undisclosed reasons. Slacker, like always. But let's jump right into it, Mike. Um, you know, we, we talked last week, we, we previewed AEW's Double or Nothing. This week, we're going to open up the show talking about that. Then we're going to talk some special events. The match is today, as of this recording, so when you guys hear this on Sunday. And then, obviously, we're going to talk in the second half of the show, we're going to talk uh, the, new poten- the new NHL playoff format for this year in spe- uh, specifically. And then we're also going to talk some NFL rule changes to end the show today. Probably a little bit shorter show than normal from, from us, uh, you guys. As you know, it's kind of getting slim pickings here in the sports world. So when when there's news, we'll talk about it. But right now, there ain't a whole lot to go off of. So we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel as is. So let's jump right into it, though, Mike. Uh, AW Double or Nothing was on Saturday night. Um, well, you know, we crowned a new TNT champion. You know, we we had the whole stadium, whatever it was called. What was it called? Stadium Stampede. There you go. Stadium Stampede. There we go. That's I knew it was something with two S's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had that. We had, you know, we have a new women's champion, all that good stuff. Just before we go into each individual, you know, some of the highlights of the match, thoughts on the show as a whole? Give me a grade A, B, C, D, J, Y, K. I'll give it a K. <laughs> for, for cool? For like, cool, but with a K instead of a C. Right. Uh, I'll actually give it a... Also, uh, by the way, just a small topic. If you're not watching this on YouTube, check out Mike's shirt. Mike, show the camera there. His nickname in the family is the Ween, and he's got, I got, a, a, hot, I got a hot dog here. Yeah, on his, and on, on the back, on the back I have a gigantic too. hot dog, and he's very happy because <laughs> he's on the show today. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's pretty impressive. But yeah. um, all right, sorry, I didn't mean to get you loose. I just, I literally just noticed you're wearing that. Yeah, we got it when we went and saw the last AEW show yeah. in Chicago. So I have a hot dog shirt because of it. <laughs> so, that's but anyway, my life. anyway, anyway. Um, what uh, yeah? What grade? What grade do you give this show a, a, as a whole? You know, from top to bottom. Um, I'm I'm leaning more into a like a B minus. B minus. You show, are I you think. are a you're a hard guy to crack. Like you, <laughs> you are. So? No, I think sometimes I think because I think it's hard because like when you watch initially you're like that was good. I think I think sometimes it takes shows a little while to to sit and go, and then you go back you go actually when you look at the card you go. Well, maybe this is a pretty you know darn good show. Like, yeah. what did you give? What did you give Revolution in February? Oh, Revolution, I'd give like an A minus. Yeah. So I kind of look at it and I kind of compare it to all the other ones. Yeah. And I think the lowest one to me so far out of the main shows yeah. was probably uh, Full Gear, and I think I gave that one like a B. Yeah. And I think this was just a little worse than Full Gear. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, just well, because I don't think I think it's probably because like there are no fans there, so it didn't really mm-hmm. help that part. Yeah. But I do think the Cody and Jericho match, like the main event match, meant like a lot more. I feel like none of these matches really did anything for me yeah. that much. Right. So I think yeah. it was like a good show. Yes. Like a C for me would be like on the range of like okay to getting to bad. Yeah. B minus is still like it's been a good show. Like you have one or two okay to good matches, yeah. but nothing really like yeah, hit like, me like, hard where really I was like, like oh, wow. That's, that's a show. Right. And, you know, and that's we talked about last week how this show was going to kind of be, I felt like it was kind of a one to two match card a lot yeah. in, in a lot of respects, right? Uh, the TNT finals and then obviously the, you know, you know spring stampede or whatever the hell they're calling it. Yeah. Um, so, like, when you when you look at it, and I think that's kind of what happened. You know, I'm going to give some credit to uh, 
Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose. For as much time as they got, I did think they put forth some effort. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a new women's champion, obviously. Uh, Brian Cage debuted in that in that casino ladder match. He's the new number one contender. He's getting a title shot at Fighter Fest. Uh, is that free again this year? Are they doing that for free? Like before? I didn't even know Fighter Fest was happening. Yeah, so. I, I just saw it today. That oh, they were doing um, Fighter Fest. Well, I'm assuming it's going to be free. Like or it's going to be thing. like half off or something probably. Yeah, I don't know. If price. they don't have fans, you might as well just make it free. But yeah. it's fine. Um, but and you know Moxley is is still your AEW champion, and we have a new TNT champion. And Mr. Cody Rhodes defeats Lance Archer. Uh, let's talk about that match just real quick because that was the match that I was most looking forward to, just from a like. You know where are they going to go? A lot of fa- I think it's I, a lot of fans were in the side of I think they should have given it to Archer. I am not in that camp. I thought Cody had to get this win for yeah. legit for keeping his his credibility up as a viable challenger and mm-hmm. as a main event guy. Like if he loses three straight pay per views uh, to guys that are going to be you know higher up on the card, then you just what are you doing with them? Yeah. Um, you know, so thoughts on Cody winning the TNT championship. We're not going to talk about the actual championship because it's ugly as sin. And we're going to wait until we see a final product. Cause it was not finished. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a whole meltdown. I should we should have recorded you my should reaction. Recorded your meltdown. Oh my gosh! That That's one thing rough. I regret from yesterday. Yeah. Is I saw it pop up <laughs> on my screen first. Yeah. And instead of showing you, it should have been Rob, get your camera. Rob, get your yeah. camera. <laughs> and you were like, why? Like, just, yeah, just, just trust me and like, get it. All right. Because <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, oh no, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Um, but for, sure. um, for Cody winning, yeah. My problem is, and I think the Lance Archer fans are kind of like, where are they going to put Lance Archer now? Yeah. And I think he's just kind of like, he's going to be like where like Sean's, he's just going to kind of be around. Yeah. He's going to be like that big guy mm-hmm. that people are going to have to overcome. But I don't think he's going to be like. Yeah, I think a guy. I, he's not a guy. Some there, people really. have, have speculated that okay, Cody gets the title. He doesn't hold it for very long, and Archer gets his win back and gets the title, and then has a run with it. I would have if that's going to happen. I'd like it the other way, right? Because right. I'd rather Archer win, and then Cody's like, oh, I lost once, so right. now you have a stipulation match where now he right. like overcomes the. Mo-. Like I think that's a better story, so I don't even think that's the right way to go about that. Yeah, if that's how it was going to happen, right? Um. But I think Archer just kind of is just like a big guy there, mm-hmm. but he's not really gonna win a lot yeah. there. Where I think Cody really elevates I think, he, that title. I think Archer needs a partner. I think if they brought in like a Davy Boy Smith and yeah. reform that tag team mm-hmm. with Jake the Snake Roberts, because neither one are very good talking. Like even Davy Boy Smith, he could pair with Sean Spears for all I care. Well, go well, because Sean Spears has got Tully Blanchard, so that's why. Like I was saying, that just get another guy. Oh yes, he, he, he has got Tully. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm saying so. Like that kind of. Like yeah, the sure. mo, like the hard, you know, grungy, like we're just mm. gonna beat the crap out of you, kind of thing, you know. Um, for because as many tag teams as AEW has, they don't have a lot of like established tag teams right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they're all kind of just yeah, they're all just there. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you a little bit. You know, I'm glad I'm glad Cody got the win. I think he needed the win. Um, you need a credible guy as your first champion in any scenario. I feel like WWE does it weird where like every time there's going to be a first ever champion, they always do the random guy and it's Mm -hmm. never somebody where you go, let's just give it to an established star and then have the unknown guy beat that guy rather than this dude goes through everybody. So I'm glad that they went that route with it. I don't think Archer looks bad in losing. They, I think they intentionally hit him with two crossroads on purpose yeah. was to was to make sure that it was like one was not going to be enough, so he made sure to hit him with a second one. Um, but by also not diminishing the finish by having Archer kick out of it. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to walk that fine line. Um, thoughts on the Brody Lee-John Moxley match? Doesn't go super long. I think it went 20 minutes. Um, 15. 15. And then, you know, and Moxley gets the win via sleeper hold. I, by I, technical submission. 
whatever. You call it what you want. Call a spade. It's tomato, tomato. He won yeah. by sleeper hole. Yeah. Um, you know, thoughts on not only the match, but, you know, the booking and what, you know, where, where do you see Moxley going from here? I know he's obviously got Brian Cage, but, like, it, you yeah. know, where, where do you see, what's Moxley's run looking like to you? Yeah, I mean, Moxley's kind of just set up right now to lose to probably MGF at yeah. All Out, Full Gear wherever area, go, like right. wherever they want to push MGF to do it. Mm-hmm. But I really see that MGF is... The gonna next be guy. the guy. Yeah. He's gonna be the guy. Probably to hold it for a really long time too when he gets it too. Think JBL run. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking is gonna wind up being where yeah. he like he never beats anybody, but he somehow manages to yeah. escape with the time. Like he beats them, but like he never does it on his own. Like he's never just gonna go out and out and just and oh wow, he just somebody. he just yeah. beat him. Like that's not gonna happen. Exactly. Like he's got Wardlow the heater, so he's got you know yeah. he's gonna like and everything he's done up to this point, like the Cody match is all kind of just like yeah, you won, but like, mm-hmm. did you win? Like, and, and that's and, the and point. That's, and then in his character, he goes, "I won. I'm better yeah. than all of you." So that's the yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. So I think he, I think Moxie's just gonna set. He's gonna have a nice match with Brian Cage. Beat Brian Cage probably. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go and then probably lose to MGF. And then I don't, I don't know where he goes from there. Um, but I think that's where the inevitable. Yeah. Through the summer, right. early. I think uh, he takes. This, I think he can take a step back and then let guys because you know like. If that's the way it goes, we need to start seeing Kenny and Adam Page and yeah. Cody and, and some of these guys kind of start to become heavyweights again and yeah. stop screwing around and, like, let's have a deep world title division because yeah. right now that's it's real shallow. As we're seeing with Brody Lee getting kind of, you know, I feel like that match got pushed up a while. Like, if Brody would have been here from day one and they would have really, like, Brody's just been this dominant yeah. force and he, he's beaten, say, a hangman or something like that to really have that signature win then I feel like it would have made this match a little more enticing. Whereas now it's like, it's really his first real title defense. You knew probably, it would have been pretty big shocker, I think, if Brody would have t- taken the title here. Yeah. So I, I just feel like it was kind of like an anticlimactic way to kind of do it. Um, I'm assuming maybe they'll continue this and you know for somewhat. Because I'm wondering because last year they had Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fall. Right, like really close, all really out. close. Yeah. So together. I'm wondering right. if it's going to be like Brody's at... Fighter fight. Fest or whichever one's first, yeah. and then fight for the fall. Or maybe own. Brian Cage gets his Fighter Fest shot, but it's still the overarching story is still Brody. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. what I mean. And then Fighter yeah. Fest is where right. Brody gets his rematch, mm-hmm. and then at uh, All Out, it's when MGF finally gets his yeah, shit, maybe or something. Just, yeah, right. he has, I think they have two or three yeah. minor shows before that. Exactly. Um, so I think that's probably where they're going to go with those guys. Yeah. Uh, real question, before we talk about the Stadium Stampede match, I want to ask you a question okay. that... You know, I think some WWE fans have been wanting more of, and I think AEW is definitely giving you that, and that's the use of the manager. You know, when you look at it now with Brian Cage has Taz, um, Lance Archer has Jake Roberts. Hell, even Cody's got Arn, which Mm -hmm. he doesn't need him, but I understand it. And, uh, you know, you've got even um, Cody's wife, Brandy, who's managing his brother in QT Marshall. You've Mm -hmm. got Tully Blanchard managing Sean Spears. You've got a lot of people with with managers, and and usually it's a legend or something or somebody who has some clout mm-hmm. in in the industry, kind of trying to elevate that guy. And I think in some regards, protecting some of these guys as well. Like Brian Cage is not necessarily known as a cunning linguist, mm-hmm. you know, on the microphone. So you give him Taz, who can really emphasize the impact on what he's doing in the ring, similar to what Archer and Jake the Snake are doing, where you're adding that little bit of griminess to him. Um, thoughts on AEW's use of managers? Because I think they're doing a really nice job on selecting people 
to match with with yeah. you know with a certain guy. And and I think it's really helping elevate some of these talent that maybe couldn't get over strictly by talking on the like. You're only going to have so many Jerichos mm-hmm. uh, on your card. You know what I mean? So like, I think they need some of this to establish some guys to give people credit. Like, oh, Jake Roberts is with Lance Archer. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, I do because I think the people they're selecting is perfect, as you said, because yeah. people that don't talk as well, yeah. they get managers too. But I also feel like it gives it a bigger fight feel. Yeah, because you think, have a, you have that guy on the outside. Yeah. Like, well, not Man. even that, but like when you look at sports in general, like everyone has an agent. Or everyone mm-hmm. has. That guy that you're right. like, hey, I'm not ne- going to negotiate this match. Right. You're going to negotiate with my manager, right. and then if everything works out, my manager's going to be like, hey, you're wrestling this dude today. Right. Like, I feel like that's kind of how they a want to play as a more yeah. yeah, they want because their whole thing is wins losses matter and the mm-hmm. four and the the rankings. Real, yeah, the ranking and all like everything feels more realistic than just yeah at wrestling entertainment or right. whatever. Right. So I think adding managers to all these people mm-hmm. one benefits the people that are given the managers because mm-hmm. guys like Kenny. And Cody don't really need mm-hmm. managers, even though some of them have them. Some of them don't need them. like MGF doesn't need a manager, there right? Because right. he talks so well by right. himself. But he has a heater because he's playing the role he's playing of the early role, Shawn yeah. Michaels or like yeah. inner circle. Like Jericho doesn't need one, but he's got his whole inner Your, circle there right. with him and right. stuff. It fuels the game. And so, right. like every single time, it's like I want this match with Jericho. Hey, talk to this guy and right. we'll set something up. Or right. you gotta wanna, go through the whole inner circle yeah, before you get to Jericho. Exactly. Right. So I think I think it really adds a whole new element that WWE's missing because WWE. It's just like I feel they, like WWE and, would benefit a lot from having. Well, they would, but I think WWE because AEW right now doesn't need like the authority figure because they have all these different man. Like the yes. managers set up matches for their right. clients, right. as you would put. Right. WWE is just like, hey, we're randomly gonna put Sheamus and this dude together, right? Because right. because reasons why, right? Exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I feel like like for the reasons why, I feel mm-hmm. like it just works so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it adds to the quality. You know, the the only thing I will say you have to worry about is the is the manager overshadowing the yeah. talent. You know what I mean? Like you know, Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson going going verbal to verbal there was kind of was kind of neat to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but you also have to run that risk of okay, but now it's like all right, but if if these guys are selling the show, but they're not actually mm-hmm. doing the action, you, you know, you kind of lose some of that. Yeah. You know, the, the talk. It's like the talk is cheap kind of mm-hmm. mentality. But, um, all right, let's talk Stadium Stampede real fast. Okay. Uh, thoughts on this? I'm not as high in this, I think, as you are. Oh, no. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Um, I don't like. The, I didn't like the fact that the, the elite won. I thought that is definitely should have been a time where the inner circle gets the W. But as we know on this show, I am a big fan of actual factions beating a group of random people put together. I know the elites a faction, but they're not really a faction. They never. They're never like it's just from the show, from the YouTube show, and from that. It's not necessarily like they're honestly always together all mm-hmm. the time they haven't shown that on the show even so it's like for me the inner circle should have definitely gotten the win here um i feel like they took a little bit of a cheap way out by taking by having sammy take the fall um i feel like that needs to start stopping quite frankly you know if you're gonna want to make sammy a star you can't keep losing every mm-hmm. single week um so your thoughts your thoughts on the match uh, um you know the the one that was really like the the yeah. eye catcher. Yeah. See, people were trying to compare this to like a boneyard match. I don't think that's a fair comparison. Yeah. Because I think this is more if you want to go compare it to a, I think this is more like Firefly Funhouse. I agree with that. Where it's just like they, they didn't go out there and be like, hey, I want to rip your head off like the boneyard match kind of right. was. It, this was just like, hey, like we're just gonna have this fun like mm-hmm. in these bad times that we're having. Like yeah. sit down for thirty four minutes and just watch 
crazy like weird theatrics happening right. yep. like like matt hardy changing getting yep. dunked that was or, cool that was the best bad that was yeah. the best part or of the match for me jericho like challenging and throwing a red flag out on a bad right. count or whatever like right. it was just like a lot of fun to sit mm-hmm. and watch through i think that i would say it was entertaining i'm not gonna say it's not entertaining yeah. um i think the decision will be hindsight 2020 because i think where they'll go with it is eventually lead to a match of a blood and guts yeah. and have Cody. Because Cody, Cody the reason why Matt Hardy was inserted was, was because Cody. Cody was in the TNT stuff. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we need somebody so it's five on five. Right. So that's why he was inserted into that. Right. Um, I think down the line with his TNT win also, mm-hmm. you can have where the inner circle maybe takes the title from Cody and yeah. Cody goes, listen, guys, I need your help. Go into blood and guts with me and like, help mm-hmm. me beat the inner circle and get my title back kind of thing, mm-hmm. I think it leads to a story down the line. Right. But if it never does, I think you can look back and go, I think inner circle should have won. Yeah. But I'm okay with the result, thinking that something's going to happen Yeah, I, and I'm hoping there is, right? I just felt like in this scenario it would have been easy because it's this weird match that it, it would have been okay for a guy like Matt or Nick Jackson to take the fall. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know, we talked about this off-air, where it's like, you know, to further the Adam Page storyline yeah. with him teetering you know, and he takes the fall there, and you kind of. Pro- I just want. I just felt like this match was a good opportunity for them to continue to progress it because, mm-hmm. in my mind, right, if the heels win, right, and the, it gives the heroes, in this case the elite, reason to keep coming at them, right, yeah. and now it's and, and you can you can make the argument both ways, but if if. If the if the heroes win, it's like, well, what am I paying to watch now? Like, I pay to watch uh, the the basic fundamentals of wrestling is you want your heroes, your favorites, to overcome whatever obstacle there is, right? Mm-hmm. So now they've overcome it. Now what? You know yeah. what I mean? That's the part where I have an issue with where if this is going to continue to go on, there needs to be a stressor put into yeah. the situation to to cause the the cause the friction other than well you guys are kind of a faction and we're a faction so we're gonna fight each other yeah. that that doesn't do it for me you right. know what I mean so that's that's my only flaw with it um yeah I, I'm like, I'm kind of agree with you though I would say probably B minus B was probably where I would go with it um you know overall just I would say it's an okay show you know not yeah. great by any means but um I thought it was good yeah. solid you know from start to finish all right let's talk now um. What are we gonna talk? Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about the match here. Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Um, I don't want to talk about the actual match itself, but this is another example of another special event, right? Another special sporting event. We've seen this now with the NBA and WNBA doing the horse challenge thing. Um, we see it with WWE in these special matches, Money in the Bank, Boneyard. Now AEW is doing it, where they're having these individual kind of special attraction type moments where it's like it's sports or it's in a sporting event of some sort but not like a true sporting mm-hmm. event you know we don't have golf right now so they're they're kind of going with with this um your thoughts on on these events are are you are you digging them are you kind of over it at this point and you're just ready for regular sports to be mm-hmm. back uh you, just your thoughts on these kind of events as a whole as we kind of work our way through this whole coronavirus thing yeah i mean they're fine they're tr- they're just trying to throw something out there they're literally that's all they're doing yeah, is they're, they're trying like, to push especially, yeah. I like think the, the last dance another one right where yeah. like this document was supposed to be out for another year, year. and yeah, now we're, and we're getting it yeah right um you know i think the horse one's the worst one because i think that was just executed <laughs> very poorly what are you talking um, about you don't want the people doing dunks and they're like i don't even know if i can do that 
Legit. Yeah, no, I mean, I just don't think it was very well done. I do think the match is going to be very well done. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be taped, like, they're all together, and mm-hmm. they're just all golfing at the same spot. Yeah. So it's just going to be, like, a regular golf match with four famous people. Right. So, like, it's, it's yeah. what, what, you know, it you is. You get a little more is. trash talk and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, you get some trash yeah. talking, and there's not going to be as many people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm going to be tuning into that today. Yeah. But I think overall, they're doing what they can, but I, to be honest, I don't really care yeah. about most of these outside of the match. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the last dance too, but like the yeah. match itself. Right. Yeah, it's it's hard because they're trying to they're trying to spurn ratings, right? They're yeah. playing you can see like on Fox Sports Detroit they're playing old, you know, Tigers games and yeah. stuff where they're play if they play well or what have you, you know what I mean? Like I don't have they put one out there where we lose yet? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, like so you see that. Um I think it, I think they're trying. I think it's one of those things to where it's going to start losing its luster a little bit here yeah. pretty quickly because it's like, how many more of these things can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of getting to the point where I think a lot of people are like, I appreciate the effort, but can we just get regular sports yeah. back now, you know, and just get me my teams? And yeah. even if I'd rather just, in it. honestly, I'd rather just have none of it and just go to next season than have yeah. horse competitions and right. stuff. Right. Cause I'm like, I'd rather have it done like unless you're gonna do it like get everyone together and do it in a really well done way. Yeah. Like the match is gonna probably be. It's mm-hmm. like you get all. Well, oh, they're together. Yeah, they're all thing. together yeah. and stuff. Like it's gonna be just a good golf. Right. Eighteen hole match or whatever right. it is. But I just think like if you're just gonna do it, just do it that way, mm-hmm. or just don't really do it. Yes. Yeah. No, not many people are gonna be like, oh my god, Mike Conley's in a horse competition. I think we gotta go hey, watch that one. Hey, he was good. Yeah. <laughs> He, he almost <laughs> yeah. won. Mike's a, Mike's a full-ass kind of guy. Don't do it half-ass. He wants full-ass, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Go all in. We're going to be talking about NHL's trying to propose a 24-team right, team plan. Like they're, tra- right. they're all they're trying to progress into this. Right. And I'm, I'm like, all right, yeah, you're doing a cool. good job. Progress right. into it. Absolutely. Don't give me half-gayed <laughs> stuff. Not what I like. He knows what he wants, ladies I and gentlemen. I know what I want. He knows what he wants. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for part one. After the break, like Mike talked about, we're going to talk about this NHL breakdown of the new playoff format just for this particular season because of all the situations going on in the world. And then we're also going to talk NFL rule changes and how that may affect your favorite team. All of that after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the Mount of Michigan, Robin Dyke. You've been hearing me talk about it for weeks now, and I'm going to keep talking about it because what else is there to talk about in this coronavirus world? But we have brand new merchandise at belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm always right PC, no spaces. Go ahead, go buy the shirt. You know what it looks like. It's the beautiful IAR logo. If you think that we need other designs, which I agree, and the more designs are coming your way sooner rather than later, uh, go ahead and submit a design at our website, I'm always right PC.com. Go and fill out the contact page. Uh, shoot us an email, let us know, and then uh, we will reach out back to you. It'll probably be actually coming from me if uh, you shoot an email over to the show at iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com. But please go ahead and go and buy the shirt. Um, it supports the show. We do this for free, guys. So we appreciate any and all proceeds that you have willing to donate to the show. We really appreciate it. So we continue to bring you the best content possible. Uh, we can't do it without you guys and your support. So we really do appreciate it. Hope you guys are staying safe out there like we are. And now here's part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of this week's episode of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Uh, happy Memorial Day to all of you guys out there as well. Just a reminder, we are live every single Monday live, 7 a.m. with brand new episodes. Um, and live every Wednesday, the YouTube version drops as well. Um, let's just jump right into it, Mike. Um, 
You know, NHL is kind of proposing this 2014 playoff. No, the Detroit Red Wings are still not somehow able to be in it. That's how awesome they are this season. But they're probably going to have the first or second overall pick. So, no complaints there. But uh, the new NHL format, you got like the rundown on this bad boy here? All right, go ahead and explain it to us. Then we'll kind of break it down. So, under the new framework, you're going to have 24 teams. That's 12 from each side. With simple math. There you go. Proud of you. Um, Proud of you. <laughs> under the framework, <laughs> the top four Eastern Conference teams would be Boston Bruins, the Lightning, Washington Capitals, and Philadelphia Flyers. These are based off the March 12th when the season was suspended. Yep. So they're not going to play any more regular season games because there were like six games left. Yeah, right. So nothing much would probably change. Right. And then in the West, you'd have the St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Dallas Stars. So they would have the top four seeds, and they'd get a bye in the first round. Right. Then you would play um, 5 and 12 would play, yep. 6 and 11, right. you know, best to worst from right. the rest of the teams remaining. Yep. Um, then Those are three games. Are those three game series? No, those are five, five game games. Five game series, okay. Um, the remaining 16-team playoff would face off in a five-game series for the first round, and then once those teams are... Like figure it out. Yep, yep. They reseed. Right. So like if the twelve seed wins, they're gonna verse the number one, one seed, seed. Right. Whatever it takes. Yep, exactly. And then those are all gonna be seven game the series. Traditional, the traditional yep. seven game series for that afterwards. So basically, we're getting like an extra round of playoffs. Yeah, you're getting of. you're getting a play in. Yeah, play in five right. to twelve are exactly. gonna play in for the four remaining spots. Right. And then they're gonna reseed and then just go from there. Exactly. You know. So obviously our Detroit Red Wings are not in there, but that's okay because we're like I said, it's it's not our time just yet. Yeah. But I do think it's going to add a level of intrigue for sure, especially if the NHL is the first thing to come back. They're going to do monster numbers because, I mean, what else are you going to watch? You know what I mean? Like, oh, what's on NHL hockey or an episode, a rerun of Big Bang Theory? I'm going to probably watch NHL hockey if you're a sports guy. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, and I think it gives these teams, even if you're a 12 seed, you got a little bit of hope, you know, that maybe you can pull it out, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of out of nowhere. So where you looked at before, you're like, there's no way we're making the playoffs. Now it's like, get a little bit of extra time, you know, and I think it does, I think it's conducive for the first four teams to be like, yeah, okay, we can get back in our facility, we can practice, we can get ready, rather than having just to go right into the game and uh, do that. Um, Do you, I mean, do you think it's going to have any impact whatsoever on like what teams what what final teams we're going to see th- in in the finals? See, I think it's interesting because I think it has it, it can yeah because I think hockey you can get a really hot goalie yeah. like really quickly no and we'll talk kidding. about because if basketball does anything similar to this I think yeah. that has an effect too where if a goalie just gets really hot in the first four games of a series like because it's best of five so you only have to win three yeah. if the twelve seed. I don't even know who the 12 seed but the 12 seed <laughs> yeah. team gets really hot goalie and they upset the 5 seed mm-hmm. and then they're going against the 1 and now they play 3 games so they're back in game mode right. where now they're playing the right. Capitals who's a 1 seed or right. whoever and they haven't played a game yet yep. maybe you can sneak out a game or 2 there and now you yeah. only have to win yeah, two, two more, more games right. out of out of six or right. five yeah. instead of oh now I have to go win four against this team. Yeah, exactly. So like if you put it in the NBA where it's like maybe it would be an advantage when the Golden State was so high, maybe it's like oh but they haven't played in three months right. and we just had a, a game right. a yeah week we ago. just had to play now. So right. now like you might have the advantage of being able to play together for a couple of games. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think I think it does benefit yeah the earlier teams if you can make it out of that round. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see. Um, I think you're going to see some of the best playoff hockey, quite frankly. Maybe. Everyone's kind of hopefully getting healthy. So any nagging injuries that maybe some of these teams have where it's like, oh, he's going to be out for a month. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
Okay, yeah. month's gone now. You know what I mean. So you're definitely gonna have. It's also, I think the what the nine through twelve yeah. are gonna be really interesting because they're gonna be like they're all right there. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all right. Like, in the, but because yeah. it's like this is like a first time ever where like you could look back and go a twelve seed just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, right. They're yeah they're thirty nine and fifty. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and they like, got to look. Yeah, yeah they're thirty two and fifty <laughs> yeah, for right, eighteen yeah, games, right. and they yeah. somehow just pull out the Stanley Cup. Because yeah, something they got really crazy. Hot yeah, because of I don't know where it was thirty nine from, but yeah, right, exactly. Where you're like 10, 12 games under five hundred, and yet. We made the playoffs. You like, made the playoffs, and then you got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Every every bad NHL team who makes it, like you know, they're like the Lions when they put up the playoff banners for mm-hmm. a while. There was like playoff appearance twenty eleven. Everybody goes, is that really worth putting yeah. on a flag for? <laughs> like not a not a like, hey, we made it to the divisional round and we won a game. No, no, it's we made it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that was the that was the flag worthy and. I'm glad they finally took those down. But I think it's funny. Yeah, it's, fun. it's funny though that like you could you know say it's like well we made it. Yeah, we I, we <laughs> made, we were a six seed. <laughs> yeah, Heck right. yeah. Or we were the twelve seed that one year. You know, like uh, yeah, and lost <laughs> in three to the Bruins. It's freaking awesome. That's great. Um, yeah, I definitely think though it's going to help. I, I think it's you know in some regards this may help the NHL quite a bit if they're the first ones to get back on the ice or the field, whatever yeah. you want to call it, because. You know, it. I don't think I'm breaking any news here by saying that a lot. You know, hockey I think is probably out of the out of the core four. Mm-hmm. You know, probably the least watched. You know, I think baseball. Baseball is probably only more watched because of like the history of baseball. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, watch baseball exactly. More. Like hockey, I feel like is you know, especially now it's like. Yeah. Good well, and you look at hockey. The only advantage hockey has is they enter the playoffs earlier than the NBA. Yes. So their yes. finals or the Stanley Cup finals are happening around the Eastern Conference final time for yeah. the NBA. Mm-hmm. So you're not like matching exactly. Yes. So like you're like, all right, I'd rather right. watch a Stanley Cup final than a game one of the right. Eastern Conference final for the NBA. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's the only thing that ha- they have, but it's also hard because they always go right next to the NBA for most of the season, so they lose all those numbers with the NBA. Exactly. So Especially think... a common fan, I think, is more likely to watch an NBA playoff series than they will an NHL series, unless you're a fan of the team. Unless like St. Louis, you know, they're riding high. They're like, we yeah. don't got anything right now, yeah. so like we're going to run all the way through this. But if you're like, say, if you're uh, in LA and you know you're not, you don't watch the Kings, you're gonna watch the Lakers or the Clippers. Yeah, Which exactly. one are you watching? You're watching Lakers or Clippers. So you know, I think it's a little bit, it's difficult for sure. But if they're the first ones to get, if they're on the first TV, ones back, and they're, they're gonna back do for a minute big because month, if they can big be, numbers, if they can even hit the first round of their playoffs or like the yeah. semifinals by yeah. the time the NBA starts back up, because the NBA is gonna probably start the regular season too. Yeah. They're gonna still win all those numbers because I'd rather watch yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals for yeah. hockey right. than. Uh, either a regular season or first round game for the NBA. Exactly. So you're going to win a lot of those if you could be back first. Especially if you see um, two, like, you know, you see an upset or two, yeah. then it's going to, it's all all yeah. over the place. Because so then you're like, all right, what's going on? If you got a 12 yeah. seed versus a two seed in the, in the Eastern Conference Final, you're like, if that's all seed upsets, I feel like you'll get a lot of numbers yes, watching those. exactly. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting for sure. All right, let's shift now to the NFL just a little bit. Um, okay. I said that weird. NFL. The NFL. Uh, NFL. Um, the NFL, we had a couple rule changes that I, I wanted have, to go over. You got all of them? Yeah, there's only Lord. seven of them. Most of them aren't really too big. There's only two big ones that yeah. I think we should talk about. Yeah, for sure. We can brief over all All right, let's all just go through all of them, and then we'll, we'll single out the two big ones. Yeah, okay, so they want to vote on extending defensive defensiveless player protection to a punt and kick returner who possesses the ball but not has enough time to avoid contact. Okay. So basically like if they get the ball they want to have more time to like make a move if they mm-hmm. don't fair catch it before they get like imploded. 
Okay, well, fair catch it then. All right, but okay, agreed. I go. Uh, so what? I th- I think that's fine. It'll help with safety reasons. Um, <laughs> they want you to... said that with like the most lack of enthusiasm. Yeah. You're like, I agree. Like I'm like, I'm like, like, just, like just if, you're if fine, you feel like you're gonna get destroyed, just fair, fair catch, catch it. it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, prevent teams from committing multiple dead ball fouls. Basically, the Belichick rule. Yeah. Because he was doing yeah. that, so they're gonna try to take um, a delay, and then they're gonna intentionally jump off sides or something. And yeah. Then, exactly. Oh, it's clocks and keep running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So they're gonna change that rule so that can't be a loophole anymore. Right. Where they kill a minute a clock without having to do anything. Do anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, returning preseason to regular season overtime to fifteen minutes from ten minutes give them the extra five minutes because the last like two yeah, years have been 10 that's fine I, I i don't really you know honestly it happens within the first four or five anyway usually yeah. with a you know with a finish so it's like if if it takes three if it takes longer that usually one team goes on a long drive and scores so yeah. it's not really that big of a deal to me but sure. um make permanent the expansion of automatic replay reviews to include scoring plays and turnovers negated by a foul and any successful or unsuccessful try attempts yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean like, I'm all for improving the rules and the officiating, you know, and being able to get calls right in big moments, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a turnover, it's a scoring play, like, you know, like, if the Lions have an 80-yard run by on Johnson for a touchdown, but it gets negated by holding, I would like to be able to challenge that call and be like, wasn't really ho-. on that player. Like, yeah. if you say holding number 68 Taylor Decker... And then they go and you're like, yeah, he definitely wasn't holding. Then that should be a freaking touchdown. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those kinds of things I think definitely should be able to be reviewed because I think it helps with the integrity of the game where it's like you're calling it in such a blink of an eye. It's nice to be able to go. Yeah, let me look at that Yeah, again. right, exactly. And these are the two that probably we're going to talk about the most yeah. here. So you're going to add an eighth official, the sky judge, air mm-hmm. quotes, to review all plays and consult with game officials in a limited capacity, mirroring the sky judge using the AF and the XFL. So basically having the guy in the booth, yep. you're going to be able to have Watching the booth everything. cam, yep. and he's going to play with his Xbox controller and start replaying the video and be like, hey, like... Or Here, PlayStation. Or PlayStation, yeah, whichever one. Whichever one, whatever whichever one. has it. And he's basically going to be talking like through it like, yep. hey, so I see him grabbing the jersey here and he threw him to the ground, so I think that's why it's holding. Yeah. Or, yeah. or in a pass interference situation, he's mm-hmm. like, all right, he, he got hit the arm underneath. Yeah, he got, there early, he got yeah, there early, made contact blah, 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 before blah, blah, the ball yeah. was there, yada, yada, right. So they're thinking about that, and that's going to be a preseason thing, and then they're going to see if Test they can it roll it over in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, for me, it's it's huge, quite yeah. frankly. I think you saw in the XFL, uh, we only got a few weeks of it, obviously, but it was nice. I hope they include the fact that the fans should be able to get in on that. Yeah. Because I think a big majority of fan frustration a lot of times when it comes to calls, and Alliance fans probably know this better than anybody, it feels like a lot of times, where you're like, what? where's the logic, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Kelvin Johnson rule, you know, he catches the ball, he sets the ball down, and they go, yeah, it's on a touchdown. And you go, how? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like those kinds of reviews, I feel like, would be so helpful to be able to listen in and go, this is why we're making this call. Mm-hmm. Rather than just going, no, the call on the field was correct or yada yada. It's it's nicer to be able to get an explanation. Obviously, you won't get it while you're in the at the at the stadium, but like when you're watching at home and you can hear the guy go, yep, he had it, and then right there he lost it, and yeah. and then you can see that and you go, okay, at least. Every, there's there's checks and balances now in the officiating. We have so much technology that it, it needs to be accurate yes. at this point. And then you don't really have an excuse. It's kind of like umping in the MLB, quite frankly. Like I'm ready for them just to go. Can we just put a robot back there mm-hmm. and just and just put something back there to go? This is a strike, and it's and it's standard for everybody. There's no 
It's yeah. like MLB The Show, right? Where you can switch it between, do you want ump version or do you want, like, legit, like, everything is always going to be 100% accurate. I prefer it just to be accurate. Where I know where my strike zone is, mm-hmm. throw the ball, you know? So I think, I think that's going to be, if it gets implemented, I think... I don't know how much the league will enjoy it as much as fans will. I don't know yeah. how, you know what I There's mean? There's a big fan service one, I think. Absolutely. I don't think the, Absolutely. well, because I think when you're in the game, like, when you're in the stadium, you won't be able to hear that No, either. of course. Right, So, like, yeah. I think, like, coaches are going to be like, still be like, why are they, right. like, what's the reason behind that? Mm-hmm. But, like, fans at home will be able to, like, yeah. okay, I get it, right. but, like, everyone else will be still in the dark until afterwards. Right, yeah. So... And then the final one, which I think is the most talked about, is the modified to the onside kick rule. So basically, instead of the onside kick, you can have an option of allowing the team uh, behind in the score to attempt a single, fourth down and 15 play from their own 25-yard line. This is a similar rule to the AAF's only season in 2019. They also added an asterisk where you can only do it twice a game. Oh, So you okay. can't just do it continuously. You just, like, so you just maintain to always have the ball? Yeah, you can, can only be, do it twice a game. That's probably good they put that in there. Because yeah. like, if you're just rolling on offense and you're like, that's... we haven't touched the ball in three yeah. quarters. <laughs> I think uh, I've, I've been back and forth on that one rule. I yeah. think it works both ways, which is why I think it'll pass and go through. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking, well, if you're like Kansas City... And you're just like, so you kick the onside kick, or you get, you can like, you score a touchdown, and then you're basically like, all right, instead of the onside kick, I'm almost guaranteed to get this because Patrick Mahomes is 13 of 16 on fourth and 15 plays this year. I'm like, he's basically almost guaranteed at this point that they're going to probably get it with how explosive they are. But I think at the same time, when you're like, say, the Lions, and you go, do I want to give Kansas City the ball back? Mm -hmm. So now you can go for it on fourth and 15. Get it back, yes. and now and you a, can, yeah, right. And, a and game now you can keep like, you can keep yes. the stronger right You're, offense off the field right. longer. Exactly, absolutely. So where it's like one of those situations to where okay, we're only down, we're down two, like we're down three. Yeah. So instead of having to hopefully get a stop, stop we go. let's just go for this one play. If they get it, fine. They kick a. Hopefully, we get a stop. They kick a field goal. Yeah. We're down. Same, we're down anyway. Way. We still got to go score rather than yeah taking the risk of oh man now we got to put our you know, 80th ranked defense out on the field yeah. and having to get a stop. I think that's where it's going to come into play for sure. Yeah. And I think you'll see it implemented, I think, earlier in the game. Like, I feel like a Sean Payton, like, all right, I'm down 10-7. I'm going to go for this because it's early enough in the game yeah. where even if they score, I can make it up later. I agree. I think I think teams will find the when you get that momentum split back, you're like, yep. that's when we where have they, to do we it. We just went on a big drive to score. Okay, now big stop. Nope, I just need to convert this one play and, and, and we go get down, the ball back right. and we go right back down. It'll and, blow up in teams' faces for sure, but yeah. it will also definitely yeah. make swings and momentum. Because when you look at the onside kick percentage, it's like at like three percent completed right now because yeah. of the change rule. Do you do you like, think do you think that they the twenty five seems really close to me for whatever reason? Like I don't know why it mm-hmm. feels like it's so much closer than it needs to be. Do you think they should up that almost? Where like maybe they go to the thirty five, so See, it's not like a gimme field goal. I think that the pro well, I think well. For one, if you complete the pass or something, yeah. it's like they get the ball at that spot. So if you complete a 10-yard pass, oh, yeah, they get point. the ball. Yeah, so it would be point. at the 35. Yeah, anyway. I guess you're right. Yeah. But, um, okay. Because most of these plays are not going to be helmet. Like, you're gonna yeah, run. you're not going to ch- – yeah, it's not going to be four you're gonna, you're gonna you're, yeah. go, you're going 15 yards turning around and throwing the ball there. So, like, you're not like <laughs> – Where's the sticks? Right there. Exactly. Right, yeah. You know, like those those are going to be what the plays are. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be vertical plays anyway. Yeah. Um, But I think no that – No halfback draws? No, you should, bro. I mean, maybe we'll catch him off guard. 
Uh, I had to do it once. It's yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, I think it. God, I, I really like the rule, though. I think it really I, yeah, works I think out. it's. Well, I think honestly, because it's going to add more intrigue to the last parts of the game, right? Yeah. To do, to go and and to be able to use that because the NFL, regardless of what anybody likes to think, with all these rule changes, you know what it does? It promotes scoring. That's yeah. the, so even if the team doesn't get it, all the other teams have twenty five yard line, which is what's going to happen. At least a field goal. If more than that, they're going to score. It's more highlight. It's more. It, it allows it allows people to go. Man, we had a record number of touchdown passes this year in the league, right? Like NFL Red Zone is all about scoring. That's the whole point of the channel. What, now this is what interesting because I think the rule states that you you have to be down to be able to use this rule. Yes. What if you could be up and use it? Yeah. Because what if like suck. what if you were down ten seven originally? You go down have like an eighty, yeah. a fifteen play eighty yard yeah. drive. We're gonna score. go fourteen ten, and now so, I'm gonna I want to try to get the ball back. back to go to up twenty one ten. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever do that because I no so no easy. team up ever goes for an onside kick. So if that's the reason why you're. I'm not saying I necessarily wouldn't be against it. I think it'd be kind of funny. I think Madden is where it would I think affect a lot of yeah. fans more than anybody because they'd go. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, um, at the, at the same thought though, because you're eliminating specifically just the onside kick, yeah. I don't think they would ever do it for the team ahead, mm-hmm. usually. Um, but I do think it would be very interesting um, to see. And I think, honestly, you may see the effectiveness of an onside kick, like an Sean Payton in the Super Bowl, where maybe you see it just at random parts of the game now, where it's a more of a surprise onside kick rather than a, mm-hmm. like, all right, let's put nine guys over here and hope to God something happens. Yeah. Now it's like, we're going to have a regular kick formation, but now you it's a little more strategy mm-hmm. in order to get the ball back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think this diminishes special teams at all? No, actually. I think what it does, like I said, it, it, yes and no. Yes in the sense of it's, it, it, you know, you're not getting that, you know, like Pat McAfee made a, made a living off of being able yeah. to hit it onside, right? But like at the same time, I think that, Kickers are going to score more points than ever because yeah. of this. Because you know, if the, that team doesn't get it, say say they throw a you know a deep post and it's incomplete. Now the you know the other team gets the ball's twenty five yard line with you know three minutes left. Mm-hmm. All right, run, 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 timeout, 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 kick field goal. That's yeah. three more points for them. So I think that as far as like we need to have a kicker who can do this specific thing, I think it, uh, you're going to miss that. But I think you're going to increase the value of a kicker where it's like. I need a Matt Prater, a Justin Tucker, yeah. an Adam Vince, or like I know that these three points, even though we're only up two or three or five, this is going to make a difference where now it puts the game truly out of reach for the other team. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, once again, it's all about scoring for the NFL. It's it it's the same reason why people like the XFL and the, and the idea of all right, we get can get run up routes like the like the uh, arena football does and those kinds of things. It's all about highlights. There's more you know more pass interference called than ever because they want to see these deep bombs and they want to see. That's why Mahomes and Lamar and you know Rodgers like these guys who just chuck it deep and say a prayer. Those are the kind of people that they want to build the league around. It's yeah. no longer, you know, so when you see a team that runs the ball really well, it, it almost draws just as much media attention because no one does it, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, you know, it's all about scoring for them. I don't blame them. It's it's because they look at Madden. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you they look and go, wow, there's a lot of stuff happening. Matt. And no one, you know, so I think that's probably why Madden was so easy to run the ball this year is because they're like, everybody's going to throw anyway, so yeah. no one's going to care to run it. And then the good people went, <laughs> You can run the ball really easily in this game. Yeah. I, I mean, I still don't run, but more just because it's more fun to pass. But same thing, though. It's more fun to watch people throw the ball than it is to run it. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on just that, on the um, on that rule in particular. Like, are you, like, are you, like, 100% like, yes, like, right now, let's go? 
Um, I, I think I'm more of a let's see than the preseason. Mm-hmm. I think it does add a lot of intrigue, um, intrigue for sure. because I think when you're down, especially like like if you're down 13 but you haven't used it yet, there's a lot more like all right, well, we can kick a few and more. And it field makes goals. you feel like you can still get in the game. Yeah. Yes. Because it's it's almost like when we talk about the XFL and being able to go for like the nine point play, right, like going right. for three. Yeah, being down 10 is just now really just. Like, like one one, pos- yeah. one possession with a field goal to right. win the game, not just to tie the game. Right. Like, it adds so many variables to yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'd actually just rather see the original onside rules back where you can, like, stack. Because now you can't have more yeah, than, you like, can't, yeah. five skies on one side. So, That's I'm like, now too. you're never going to get onside kicks. That's true, I think too. if you were able to put nine guys on one side to mm-hmm. really go for one, I think I'd rather have that because at least then you had, like, an 18% success and, rate. And the reason why you're never going to see that is because of the impact. Of the injury and, and the, the impact and everything. But, that's like, why. that's that's why it's, like, I'm just like... They are no, trying to make the NFL into the NBA. Yeah, they are. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it where you're, there's not a ton of contact. It's just everyone's flowing. It's finesse. It's finesse, and we're just going to chuck it down the field, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to shoot threes in the NBA because we're not. we don't want anybody to drive the hole and get hit or foul. Nope. We just want everyone to stay around the three-point line and... Chuck it. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's definitely going to be something that's extremely interesting, um, you know, for fans, you know, absolutely. I think it's something, you know, to definitely keep an eye. It, it's just going to make it's just going to make you feel like you always have a shot yeah. at the end of the day. So I'm really excited for the way the Lions blow that lead or how they get screwed out. That's of what I mean. I here's, think... here's one thing before we go off air, though. Do you think that that play, that one specific play, mm-hmm. needs to be officiated differently? And what I mean by that is, like, anything, like, if there's a penalty or something like that, like, all that can be reviewed on that, on just that one play. Like, I'm going for all that 4th and 15 for my 25. I'm down 6. I need to get the ball back with a minute and a half left. If I get called for a bullcrap holding or something like that and I lose the game because of it, like, do you think that there needs to be, like, an extra, like, to implement the rule that they already have with the Sky Judge or, like, this one play, if it's four minutes left in the game, a minute left in the game, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This needs to be heavily like watched. Yeah, you know, if there's a penalty call, yeah, right, I should. Say. I don't. I don't think it needs to be that much different per se, but yeah. I do think that if anything, like if there's a penalty thrown, like if nothing's thrown, then what are you gonna do? But like yeah. if if there is a pass interference, I think or this something, should. I think this should be officiated more like a touchdown would be, where yes. you kind of you just like look at everything. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it needs to be officiated differently. Yeah. I just think that whatever the outcome, I think you need to look at it. You need to be better. Yeah, right. Just yeah. look at it. Right. Like, you just be like, just double check and be like, okay. Yeah, this spot for, a ball. Like, this for onsides, they check every onside just in case it goes someone makes sure, go, make sure it goes 10 yards. Yep. Make sure that other guy touches it and then that you recover it because the other guy touched it and stuff. Like, right. it, all of that is looked at a few times to make sure that everything was run properly. Right. I think this just needs to be like, okay. It's a pass. It's like a post route or something. Mm-hmm. Make sure that there's no holding on the play. There's no yep. defensive holding. He gets a clean break. Like I think you can look at all of that, but I don't think you need to be like, okay, like let them play, or we have to call everything that happens. Like right. I think a yeah. call it officiating like how you would the rest of the game. Yeah, but make sure you get the right make call. sure. You just, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's the next thing that's gonna happen, right? Like, well, if they can for both of those fourth and fifteens, it's gonna be, you know I'm waiting for that those comments to to occur. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's gonna be interesting for sure. It's gonna be fun. Like I said, it's gonna make Madden a hell of a lot more fun. I'll tell you that to yeah. be able to do that instead. You know, it's definitely you'll yeah. see a lot of differences going from there. But all right, that's gonna be it for this week's show. Uh, like I said, we are live every single Monday, seven a.m. on all your favorite streaming services. To go buy the shirt, go to belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm always right PC. 
to support the YouTube show, go to YouTube, look up I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, click that subscribe button. We greatly appreciate the subscriber count. We've, we've been really hitting our stride the last couple weeks, so I really appreciate that um, as well. If you're not subscribed to us on your favorite streaming sites, make sure to do that as well, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to us. Uh, we're there. Um, go to our website, I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. Fill out the contact page. We don't send you emails or anything like that, so we're not going to go to your spam box. We literally just want to make you part of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast family. You want to submit a show topic. You want to be on the show. You want to have, you know, you disagree with Mike because you're not going to disagree with me because I'm always right. So if you disagree with Mike for whatever reason, you know, let us know. Uh, the best way to get in contact with us is through that contact page on the website or by emailing us at iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com. Uh, that's going to be it for this week's show. For the missing whaleman, for the missing brain, here's the Merck Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.